Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Lee Cantor here, another episode of High Velocity Radio, and this is going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we have Warren Sager with Warren Sager Coaching. Welcome, Warren. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, I'm excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about your practice. How are you serving folks? So, uh, you know, through and through, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur at heart, uh, built and scaled many businesses over the years. And after a lot of successes and a lot of failures, I, I think I've learned a lot. I've got a few gray hairs and uh, earned every one of them. And I've decided that, you know, taking all that experience and hopefully help other entrepreneurs uh, accomplish some of the things they want to do without going through some of the trials and tribulations that I have. And so really excited to be helping other entrepreneurs scale and grow their businesses by helping them institute a solid growth system into their organization. Now, having, um, you know, been part of multiple organizations and uh, companies that you've started and I'm sure just uh, collaborated with, how was starting a coaching business different from any of the other entrepreneurial ventures that you were on or was it just like any other one? No, I'm glad you asked us. Uh, for me personally, it's been the, one of the hardest business to, is to start. So most of my other businesses involve products and services that were easy to offer people. It was very clear and black and white. Uh, and it didn't involve any business development. I just promoted my product and it sold. Uh, as a business coach, one of the challenges is that I've got to go out and, and do one-on-one -on -one business development. I'm actually selling myself which is something that I've not had to do. And um, I'm learning a lot through the process, which is great because I'm always learning, growing and stretching as a leader and an individual, which is fun. So how is it different selling yourself as the product or service or productizing yourself as opposed to, you know, a widget or one of the other, you know, multiple items that you had sold in the past? So great question. The number one thing when selling a product is you really got to be very proud of your product and, and be willing to shout it from the rooftops. And I've always been proud of everything that I've sold. And don't get me wrong, I'm very proud of myself and, and the coaching that I do and the value proposition that I offer. But also, I kind of grew up to be a, a humble person and talking about all the great things that I do and all the value that, that I put out there is, is not normally something that I'm comfortable doing and speaking you know, out loud to folks. I like to be more behind the scenes and just uh, be more of a servant leader than to to be out there and being in front. And so that's that's one of the things that I've had to work through and I'm still working through. So any advice for other uh, people that have the similar, at least the way they see themselves as this humble uh, servant leader? How do you kind of shout from the rooftops or show enough social proof or enough evidence, case studies, some of those other things that maybe are doing the shouting for you to help get the word out so that people do choose you because you can't help people if they don't know that you're available to help them? Yeah, absolutely. So there's, uh, I'll answer that in two parts. Part number one would be, first of all, I've got to, and you've got to get over the fact that, you know, you don't have something awesome to talk about, sell, and, and that you're proud of. So got to get out of my own head and say, nope, I'm, I'm confident in what I'm doing. I just need to get out there and offer it. So that's, that's the hardest part, but that's, it's also simple. Uh, the second part, though, is, and so what's next? And for me, what I've been able to do is, again, as a successful entrepreneur, I do have a core group of people that I've worked with over the years in other capacities. So there's there's a common respect of knowledge and, and experience. 
And I'm, I'm starting with them as the core group of people and working through them and helping them and explaining to them what I'm doing so then they could be the, the voice to help me get out there to the greater community and, and show and offer what I've done, prove through my core group to the greater group that doesn't know who I am yet. And that's a great lesson for the listeners is to start with people who already know and like you and build out from there rather than start with complete strangers and try to build a relationship you know, with nothing other than, you know, the uh, website or a blog post or something like that, start with people you already know. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that my coach has taught me, because again, uh, I have my own coach to help me grow my business. They've told me that cold calling, you know, people out of the blue, it just is, it's very ineffective. So you got to start with people that love you and care about you and grow from there. If you just sort, sort of scratch, shout out there to everyone and anyone, it's just going to be a waste of time and energy. Yeah. And and, it, and what you need when you're starting are some quick wins. Um, it, it, it'll help you get the quick min, wins, get the momentum, get that energy going in the right direction to keep you fired up and believing in yourself that you can do this. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to speak to is kind of how I came to coaching and it kind of speaks to the point you're just mentioning. So I didn't become a coach that kind of coaching found me and growing up in a family business uh, it was actually a farming business. And one of my mantras today is work smarter, not harder. And the reason I believe that so passionately is when I was growing up, uh, we worked the opposite. We worked so hard and not smart. Uh, my parents both died young, and I believe a lot of their health conditions became uh, happened because of the stress of the life they created and the hard work that they had to do. Don't know if it's true or not, but that's really what I believe. And so uh, it really imprinted in me this focus on, you know, I don't want to be like that. I, I, I want to be able to work smarter and, and have a life that's not as hard as what I grew up with. So I started my first business and guess what happened? I was right back there with most folks and like my parents where I was still working really, really hard. And don't get me wrong, hard work is great. Everyone needs to work hard, but it gets to a level where it's overwhelming and too much and, and the folks out there will know what I'm talking about when, when it happens. And so I'm like, wait, wait, this is exactly what I said I wasn't gonna do. So what's happening here? And that's when a little luck jumped in and I found through uh, Entrepreneurs Organization, which is uh, an entrepreneur group that I became a part of, a peer-to-peer -peer network of entrepreneurs. And they actually, as part of that group, used a operating system to help scale businesses for themselves. I'm like, wait, there's a system, there's a process, there's actually a way to do this that kind of has best practices. And man, I dove into that, you know, all in, very excited, and, and that transformed my business. And from that, uh, all of a sudden, because it was so, so important to me and I was so passionate about it, all my other entrepreneur friends started saying, hey, wait, you like have a really successful business and you don't seem to be working that hard. What's your secret? I'm like, it's not really a secret. I'm actually just like going all in with the system. And people started buying me lunch and coffee. And I started just helping people because obviously I figured out how to really implement these processes into my business. And they wanted to learn how to do it for theirs. And it just sort of kind of kept growing from there until one day, one of my entrepreneur buddies uh, had a business that was failing. And he's like, I need somebody to come in more holistically, not just lunches and, and a coffee. I need some real help. And so I helped him transform his business and coached him through it, him and his leadership team, and literally watched him as a leader 
and the team and the company thrive and grow. And I said, holy crap, this stuff really works, not just for me, for others. And after that, I'm like, this is, this is my passion. This is what I've got to do. I'm great at it. It comes from a really place of, of, of value. And, and I want others to have, have the same benefit as I did. So at some point you went from just helping out friends over coffee to, you know, having an actual paid coaching gig. Yeah, exactly. And then from it just kind of grew from there organically. And now only recently am I kind of getting out there outside of my normal scope of people that I know and say, hey, wait, I've now done this for a while. I really am good at it. And I've got a good track record. Let me see who else is out there that, you know, getting out to that next level of of businesses that might not who know who I am, but they should. And I'd like them to. Now, uh, you mentioned earlier that you have a coach. Did you always have a coach or was that something that happened later in your career? Yeah. So again, one of the things that I learned the hard way is a coach is really important. And no, I didn't get a coach until I actually became a coach. And the first thing they said when I joined my coaching group, they're like, so who's your coach? And I'm like, "Uh, holy moly, I don't have one. Well, we got to fix that right away because how can you grow and help other people unless somebody's also helping you grow as well? So um, everyone Everyone should have a coach in one form or fashion. And you look at some of the most famous people in the world. The quick example that I usually go to is somebody like Tiger Woods, the number one golfer in the world for a long time. And throughout his entire career, even when he was the number one golfer in the world and no one could touch him, he still had a coach. Why? Because you need one. It's just so important to have somebody help help you grow, see things you can't see, you know, your blind spots. Um, and, and just hold you accountable to, to be the best you can be. So everyone should have a coach, and I, I learned that too late, but uh, not everyone uh, is there yet, and they, could, they can get a coach and, and help grow as well. Now, are you finding that um, leaders are more open to using a coach nowadays as maybe when you started your career? Like, could you even imagine your parents in their position going, I'm going to get a coach? Like, it probably wouldn't even be on their radar. It's changed so much. You know, one of the reasons I probably didn't have a coach is there was no such thing as coaches. There were no business coaches 25 years ago. It just wasn't heard of. In fact, the business systems that now that a lot of businesses are using and that I coach and others coach, that didn't exist either. So, you know, there's a lot of growth in the past 15, 20 years, especially coaching in the past five years, that now it's not weird or crazy to be thinking about having a coach. It's just this is new industry that's really grown up. And it's great because life is hard and people need all the advantages they can get. And a coach is just one of those things. Now, for the person who maybe has never used a coach before, Um, What are some of the symptoms that maybe they need a coach or at least consider having a conversation with a coach to see if it's the right fit? Yeah, that that is exactly the right question. So first of all, um, when I'm looking for people that need coaching or when they come to me, the first thing I'm looking for is this growth mindset. Some people kind of think they want help, but you can tell from talking to them that they're not really in that mental space to grow and and make things happen. And no one can coach somebody if they don't really want to grow and be coached. So that's the first thing on both sides. You've got to be real honest with yourself that you really are ready to grow and and have a a coach. Um, And the second thing, specifically within business coaching, which is what I do, uh, it's very simple. There's two things I'm looking for. A company that is doing amazing things, they're growing and scaling, but the CEO owner is miserable. Because life is just like, wait, I'm achieving all the success 
but I am just not happy. I'm working too hard. I'm stressed. I feel too much pressure. I'm, I'm doing well successfully with financial benefit, but not making all the money. Like it's just not quite right. So why, why am I doing so well and still not where I want to be? So that's the first thing I look for. And that's a great need then for a coach. And then the second thing is the opposite of that, where they're working hard and they're, they're doing their job and their business and it's running, but they're stuck. They just know that they want more and no matter what they do, it's not happening. So they're obviously missing something and they, they're looking for some help to help get unstuck. Now, you mentioned that you were made aware of a certain methodology uh, about business. I believe it was the entrepreneur operating system. Is that what you said? Well, um, the EO, Entrepreneur's Organization. Uh, entrepreneur Organization, the EO, peer-to-peer group, right. Yeah. But there are many um, operating systems out there, and they're very, very similar. So one of the bigger ones out there is called EOS, Entrepreneur's Operating right. System. Right, yeah, I, that, that's the one I thought you meant, but you were, you were talking about the no, other one. EO is, is not as a different thing. Right, they're not affiliated. Right. Uh, scaling Up, Vern Harnish's program is, is another very strong and successful operating system. Uh, actually, though, the one that I decided to work with is a company called Metronome, and Shannon Susco is the head coach and owner of that company. And very similar story to me where she grew up in a successful business and she knew there had to be a better way. And she built, found this better way of coaching with a system. And then she sold her company and people said, hey, you did so well with your company. Come help me with mine. And she just kind of kept building and building. And then she just became an authority figure, wrote some books. The, the main one is called Metronomics on how to scale and grow your company. And all of a sudden, like she said, well, I can only help so many people as a coach. So you know what? I'm going to create a coaching company and help train other coaches like me to learn the system so they can get out there and and help more companies and more entrepreneurs. And uh, it's just, it's a really great organization, but all of the coaching platforms out there are very similar and any one of them can help companies really grow and scale. Now, uh, do you have any actionable advice for a listener right now? So they can help them maybe take their business to a new level, maybe become a more successful leader. Is there something right now that people could be doing or thinking about in order to grow? Yes. So uh, there's two things I want to share. First of all is the most important thing you need to do as a leader is these three things. One is what is the job of a leader? And I think a leader's job is only basically three roles that a leader should have in their position. You need to set the vision for your company that everyone knows and understands. You then need to build a team of A players, the best that you can find to help you you execute on that vision. And then the third and only thing you have to do as a leader is you need to help your team, support them with the tools and resources so they can be successful and then hold them accountable to do it. Those are the three main things that a leader should be doing. And what happens is leaders do all sorts of things when they run their companies, except these things. And these are the things they should put their time and energy in and let the rest of the team members do the rest. So that's really an important thing on a high level. Um, But I'm going to take uh, like another minute or two. I have this whole long speech that I give on ways that entrepreneurs and leaders can grow. And I'm just going to like just do a bullet list real quick, just so I can hit them and and you can see what they are. Sounds good. Number one thing is for companies to be successful, they need to huddle. You need to have daily huddles, weekly huddles, meetings to communicate. Communication is key to being cohesive. You've got to have meetings. You got to huddle. Two is you got to have stats, metrics, goals, specific information that everyone knows 
and it's black and white and people are working towards it and you're measuring it. What measure matters. So you got to do that. The third thread is you need to have a visual strategy so everyone can see where you are and where you're going and how you're going to get there. If everyone, if you said, hey, let's go to California and everyone just hopped in the car and went, it's not the same as, hey, let's map it out and we're going to stop here in this day and here that day. You got to have a plan and everyone needs to be on it. Otherwise, who knows what's going to happen? Next thing is you need to plan to accomplish that strategy. Just because you want a strategy, it's not just going to happen. You got to plan it. What are we going to do this quarter? What do we have to do this month? What do we got to do this week? What are those actions? So not enough people are planning. They're just getting up every day and going to work. And it's, what do I got to do today? You got to plan. And culture and core values is what drives most really successful organizations. So it's so important to build a strong culture and have these core values that are living and breathing through the organization. So it's, it's part of who you are and everyone knows what to do because that's kind of the rules of what guides everyone through what they do. And then two quick more points and I'm just about done. Recruit, recruit, recruit. You got to have those A players in your company. That only happens through constant recruiting. You can't just wait for a need and then, oh, wait, I need somebody. So always be looking for people, great people, and always being able to improve your organization with great people. And the last point is a scorecard. How do you know if you're winning unless you know what the score is? So it's so important to be having these goals printed big and large in an organization and be following them on a regular basis. Everyone on the team needs to know if we're winning and if we're winning, then we need to be celebrating. If we're not winning, we need to figure out what's not working and fix it. So there's my uh, long speech in like two minutes or less, but those are all the things, the highlights of what people should do to help build strong organizations. And our entire coaching program is to support the things that I just said. Now, is there a niche that you specialize in? You mentioned a lot of e-commerce. Is that your specialty or, or is it kind of uh, industry agnostic, your work? So the, the systems are industry agnostic and a really good coach can, can work with any team because the product or service is not what's important. It's, it's the systems and the people, and that's kind of the same across all boards. But having said that, having experience in e-commerce, and that's my background in, in some of those tech fields, sure, it's always better to, to, to work with people that you have more of an understanding about how they operate and, and the kind of leader they are. So my, my goal is to, is to specialize and focus on more of the e-commerce people since that's, that's where I came from. So if somebody wants to learn more, get have a more substantive conversation with you or somebody on your team, uh, what's the website? Yeah, so um, sure, I'm out there on all the socials, uh, but also warrensager.com, that's my name and that's my, my website, and would be happy to have a free introductory conversation with anyone that wants to know more. Uh, and, and, you know, people like me that love coaching, I, obviously I'm, now I'm doing this for a career, but remember I started this because it was just something I love to do and I cared about. So I just love helping people. And if somebody reaches out and wants help, uh, always happy to start the ball rolling and get them started, you know, at, at, you know, just to help them out because life's too short, it's too hard and we all need to help each other as much as we can. Amen to that. Well, Warren, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on High Velocity Radio.